Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson, and I'm so excited to dive into some learning today about a new author platform or relatively new platform with Ben Fox, the founder of Shepherd. So welcome, Ben. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in the world? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I am. I live in Portugal, uh, up north near Porto, and I started Shepherd because I wanted to help readers find books in a more serendipitous way, and I wanted to help authors meet more readers because I think there's a real challenge there, especially in the online world where it tends to be a winner-take-all type uh, situation. Do you want to explain what you mean by that, Ben? Yeah, there's a tendency with uh, anything in the online world that once you get famous, you dominate, you know, in your area. So for example, you know, big brand authors, you know, they continue to sell books because they build huge fan bases on all the platforms the internet offers. Amazon and, and most of the current book publishers, and this also, you know, plays into music and so on. They really push a top 100 list, a top 10 list. And so those authors just keep getting more exposure and it just keeps rolling forward. And they just have massive sales, whereas new authors face incredible headwinds um, trying to get exposure. And that frustrates me because I've found lots of authors that I love, um, but it took a lot of digging for me to find those, those authors. And I want to make that process easier because I, I think that's a, a frustrating. It's not supposed to be how the internet was supposed to work. I love uh, hearing that. And I like you meet a lot of those authors who are wanting to expand the reach of their books. So can you talk a little bit more about how you got started with founding Shepherd and where you are on the journey now? Yeah. So I, I've always wanted to do um, a website to help people find books, but I never really found um, the right way to do it. And then um, the idea was kind of born because I ended up in a bookshop and I, I really can't remember where it might've been several over the years. And the staff had put little index cards um, next to books that they themselves loved. And I, they put down like just a short little blurb about why they loved it. And I really liked this because it, it made like a human connection to that book and it got me interested in it. And so I, I kind of thought about this idea and ended up testing it on authors, um, you know, in late 2020 of asking them to recommend books they loved around a topic, theme or mood. Um, and that's kind of how it got its birth because that seemed to work well. Readers really connected with it. Um, and so we 
launched the site. We are currently, we just turned two years old. We actually share, I think we're one day off on the anniversary of this podcast as well. Um, but yeah, we're two years old. We've interviewed 8,000 authors and we have all these interviews of their favorite books. And then we try to find cool ways to connect them so that readers can follow their curiosity and uh, stumble into books that might mean something special to them. So Ben, admittedly, I've only spent a little bit of time on the site, but I'm curious about the opt-in situation. So it's obvious on the site what authors can do. So what do readers do? Do they also opt in and log in to the site? And is it primarily meant to be used on the, like a desktop or is there a mobile app? Like talk to us about how authors might explore Shepard. What do we do first? Yeah. Yeah. So for readers, we don't have any login system yet. That's something we're looking to add late this year. Right now, it's just a website. You can browse it. It works equally well, mobile, desktop, tablet. It doesn't have an app. Um, But if you go just in your normal web browser, it's all built for that. So a reader usually comes to us and we give them ideas on where to start browsing. So they can type in uh, to our search bar. They can type in a Wikipedia topic a favorite book or a favorite author. And then we give them ideas on where they can start their kind of book browsing experience. So we recommend both book lists and we also have bookshelves where we try to take all the books that have been recommended and assign them to different categories, um, which we use a combination of machine learning to do as well as data from publishers, which is rather messy. Um, And we're just about to add, or we did add genre and age pages uh, a few weeks ago, and then we'll get those integrated into search and the front page um, in a few months. Um, But yeah, the the whole idea is that the reader lands on the page, can start browsing for books, and then just kind of keep following their curiosity through the site. Um, But yeah. So what would an author do? So let's just use me as an example. Mm -hmm. My book's called Reach. It's about building an online presence. So as an author, if I wanted to use Shepard to promote my book, what would be the steps that you would recommend that I take? And hopefully listeners can listen and figure out a similar journey for their own books. Yeah. So the whole goal for an author is that they recommend books near their book. So it's a great way to target an audience of readers that is going to be equally interested in you and your book. And by making these five recommendations of books you love that helped you personally The whole idea is to connect them back to you and your expertise or passion. So for your book, you know, you might choose to do a list that's the best books, you know, to build an online community, you know, that might be a little too direct. You can can go a little further off that of like the best books on how to build a, a fan base that takes action or something like that. And then you pick out five books that have really helped you in that process and the strike accord you write, you know, just about 60 to 100 words usually about how you personally got value from that book, personally, what it made you feel. The whole idea is to give like that human connection there, what's that magical spark was. And so then when a reader lands on that page, you know, not only do they see your small profile at the top, they see your book, but then they get those five recommendations and each one is kind of reinforcing, you know, your expertise and your passion, which leads them back up to your book as well. That's helpful. So is there any use case for, you know, my company promotes authors and Mm -hmm. helps them to launch their books? So is there any use case for an author to build a list of books on topics that are not related to their own book? So for example, like my top five leadership books or something like that, or do authors tend to just stay in their own lanes with the recommendations that they're making? 
Yeah, so the recommendations are less effective if you go outside your lane. Uh, we, we don't really want that to happen. We have other formats coming later this year that are going to be allowing for a different type of promotion. But the whole idea here is that it's more based on passion expertise. Now, this can also be mood and theme. So that can help you to you know, zoom back a little bit, especially if you're fiction. But nonfiction, it usually works to get something pretty close to your target readership, or it can be slightly off, but you might have a lower interest rate. You know, so if you're, you know, with your book, if you zoom back and did, you know, the best books on, you know, leading a small team, you know, or the best books that helped me grow my team and re- reclaim my life or something like that, you know, with those type of motifs, it's not a, it's not a bad approach. We do allow that, but you might not see you know, those readers, it might be that if, you know, a hundred readers land on your list, only 10 might also be interested in your book or a a smaller number because it's not an exact match, but it's still an effective, you know, type of marketing in some ways. So uh, another question for you, Ben. So I choose my Mm -hmm. list of five books that are adjacent in content to my own. Is there Mm -hmm. any way that those authors find out that their books have been listed on Shepard? Yeah, so we we recommend that once an author's list is published and they go through the process with us, it's great if they tag them on social media. We've seen really good results where those authors then reamplify it up, um, and of course we reamplify it too. Uh, a lot of authors ask us, you know, why aren't we making those posts? We found it's far more effective for the author to make that because it's coming from them. We we don't do, you know, we, I should say, we also have started to reach out to authors via email to let them know their book is recommended on Shepherd, both as a way to say, hey, you know, this is what I, we're working to do, you know, to try to make a better book experience online. Um, and that has gone well. Um, we're in the middle of testing that. But we, of course, don't have emails for all authors. So we can't always do that. Um, so we have seen really good um results from social media because you can reach pretty famous authors. They see it and they like the site and then usually, you know, share it again. Awesome. Um, So what would you say, Ben, you've seen as the biggest challenges for authors who want to find audiences for their books? Now, we talked about one challenge, which is this winner take all mentality, where the big name authors like Colleen Hoover, for example, or James Clear, just keep selling more books um, and success breeds success. Um, Apart from that, what other challenges are you seeing newer authors facing? Yeah, I mean, I think that the winner takes all is it's a plague that has really hit the entire internet, you know, um, and social media was supposed to be a very interesting way to fight that. And instead, what happens is the social media companies eventually try to force you to pay for that exposure. Um, and this is, you know, book talk or whatever right now is doing quite well for a lot of authors. And the worry is that as TikTok needs to start making money, they're going to start limiting that reach. So I think the the biggest frustration I have seen is that authors literally don't know where to go market online because so many avenues have been shut down or they just don't exist anymore because they they can't make a living at doing that type of work. And there's there's some structural problems, I think, in publishing doing that. So, I mean, the biggest part is just how do you get in front of your target audience if you know what it is? So if you're an author who does, you know, um, you know, nonfiction can be quite a bit easier, but, you know, say it's a horror book or something like that, you know, where do you find that audience? That's very difficult to do. There's not a lot of book sites talking about horror books. There's not a lot of active sites you know, that review books um, in a way that is useful to readers or that have big following. So 
to me, I, I think the biggest problem is that the the book landscape online is is relatively barren of natural ways to meet your audience. Interesting. I'm curious, Ben, how much you're following other kind of book sites. Like there was one that popped up, Copper, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's Goodreads. What do you think of some of the other sites that have emerged and how have you seen them be useful or not in overcoming that winner-take-all mentality? Yeah, and I, I think th- those emerging is fantastic because the more we have those sites emerging, the more diversity you get. And that gives a lot of avenues to be in different places. One of the biggest problems is that Goodreads has dominated and it's been totally stagnant. Once Amazon bought them, you know, they, what have they done? You know, like they're just now rolling out a redesign. I think they have like 370 people working there and I don't see them doing anything useful for smaller, medium-sized authors. Um, I think publishing companies can still buy ads, but they shut down their small ad buys and so on. So I, I think one of the problems is those big sites that occupy a lot of our attention are taking up all the oxygen. So I think any of those smaller sites, you know, are fantastic as long as, you know, they're innovating and reaching audiences that they can speak to. I don't think it works if they're all trying to mimic the features Goodreads offers. The more unique they can do it, the better. Um, I think Storygraph is doing a great job, you know, in terms of replacing a lot of functionality that, that Goodreads has and, and other things. But um, yeah, I worry, I worry a lot about, you know, we, we could use like a thousand sites that have specific focuses. And there, there are some interesting things happening in small niche groups that go unnoticed. Um, and BookTok, of course, has been great for a lot of types of authors. But, um, but yeah, I don't Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um... So what do you see that's working well for authors this year? Yeah. So I, I tell authors that we are, I, the analogy I give is that we are one out of a hundred things they should probably be doing. And the truth is though, I am not totally sure on the other 99. Um, you know, the biggest things would be just to everywhere you can build a presence um, to build that and funnel those in into a channel you control, which I always recommend as an email newsletter because that's the most valuable thing because you own that completely. That relationship is yours with that user. And so I always recommend to them, whatever you can do, you know, get as much traffic coming into you, but then get every single person to an email newsletter. So for authors, I do recommend that they are on every single social media channel they can imagine. You know, there, there are some tools out there where they can synchronize posts across them. I think anything that you can do like that with minimum time is great if you're feeding more and more people in your email newsletter. Besides your email newsletter, that's where my worry is. Um, ads obviously work if you know how to do them and you go slow. Uh, BookBub is something that still works um, if you're okay with kind of giving away your book in order to build word of mouth and momentum. Um, I haven't heard much else besides those things. Um, and that's one of the things I'm very frustrated about. Um, and then obviously book talk can be good for certain segments is the other big one right now that's still working. That's super helpful. And I'm very aligned with you on the value of the email newsletter. I've, you know, preached about that so many times, but I am curious about your recommendation that authors be on every possible social platform that they can. Um, Ben, I give kind of opposite advice to choose the places where uh, you can sustain and more authentic and targeted presence. So I'm curious, how, how might you um, advise an author to sort through the conflicting advice of like, you know, focus on a couple of channels versus, yeah. you know, send your content out to, to the masses on all the channels. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm techie and I'm automated. So adding more channels is not necessarily a barrier. So usually with marketing, you know, the discussion I have on a personal basis, where where's your energy at? What do you love doing? Because obviously if it's somebody that's digital native or loves video, Instagram and TikTok are your places you want to spend your energy. You know, they can figure that out part. I mean, in the sense of I'd rather throw as many hooks out. I mean, I would even like have a Twitter profile And even if I'm jamming Facebook content into that, which doesn't exactly jive, I see it as a win as long as I can automate it because maybe it only introduces me to 10 people every month. But if it can be automated with content I'm already passionate about going to another channel, then at least it's pulling people in and hopefully getting one person into my newsletter each month. Because I just feel like if you do, you know, 20 of those smaller places Maybe that's a little more traffic feeding into the email newsletter. But yeah, you only have so much energy and time. And if you're not able to automate some of that, yeah, focus on one or two. I, I have like, for example, Shepard, you know, is much different than authors, but I don't do any social media besides retweeting and resharing on Facebook what authors post to give them a boost just because I don't have the energy right now or the time to focus on anything beyond the search channel. And then we'll expand to email, um, you know, later this year. It's a lot of work. Definitely. So, so what are the best tips that you've uh, seen for authors to grow their email newsletters since that's the primary thing that you see as working right now? Yeah. So it'd be just under, I mean, just on the simple, if you know, that's where you want people to end up, it just helps to, you know, build the funnels to that as, as the marketing stuff goes. So, you know, when people land on your page, you know, it's, do you have a clear lead in, you know, do you, are you giving away a short story or something that your avid fans would be interested in? You know, you have to kind of play with your audience to incentivize it, but any way that you can build that relationship. Um, and obviously you have to keep delivering great content in the email newsletter, but funnels, I mean, back of the book, there's, you know, big list of all the different things you can try to see what works for you to have, how to get them in. But um, I guess the things I do here are the back of the book and obviously the website, um, you know, people still do pop-ups when they end on the website because it works for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah. Got, got it. Thank you. So is, there anything, yeah. is there anything else you'd want our listeners to know about Shepard and how they can incorporate Shepard as a part of their book marketing plan? Yeah, sure. If you go to uh, forauthors.shepard.com, you can read about what we're doing. Um, it's entirely free for authors beyond their time. Um, we've got some other formats coming out in 2023, um, that'll give additional types of exposure. We have one coming out in, uh, October, which is going to be the three best books of the year. So it basically asks authors to share their three favorite reads of the year. We make them a really nice profile page and some other, other bits. And then we combine that and try to do a big media push. This will be our first year to do it. So we're working on other ways to do that. We also are working on one around interesting facts and stories, for more aimed at nonfiction. And we're working on a uh, meet characters type um, app, kind of like online dating for book characters, which will be more fiction. So we have some more ideas coming down the pipeline to try to uh, give authors more ways to bump into readers who might be interested. Um, That's probably the best, best place to read. And we got a big FAQ and so on. Awesome. Thank you so much. We will make sure that all of those links get into the show notes so that those of you who want to explore using Shepard to help you overcome that uh, winner take all mentality and, and get your book in front of new readers, you can check it out. And I encourage you to do so. 
what we always do at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, Ben, is we offer some immediate takeaways that people can implement today to grow the reach of their books. And so the obvious one for today's episode is to go over to Shepard and to to get involved. Um, I think, let's see, you know, as far as like other action steps from today's episode, um, I know that I want to just think a bit more about what you're saying about if the email list is the outcome that you're trying to drive, that having a presence on more social channels might potentially drive a few more people to find out about you. So as a takeaway, I'm going to take action to really think through that as a different kind of strategic advice that I might offer to authors. So uh, for those of you today who are listening, I want to encourage you to take a step today to do something on social media, either on the channels that you're already on or on new channels, to try to drive more interest to your email newsletter list. Uh, So I hope that you'll take one of those action steps. Is there something you want to add, Ben? Yeah, I'll add one too that I've I've heard from a few readers is that on the email newsletters, when you do those, um, if you're comfortable, you should uh, expose your, your personal um, brand. I mean, just expose yourself and be authentic. I, I've, I've done a lot of user interviews with readers as we test portions of the website and different aspects. And one of the biggest feed, feedbacks I hear on the website and on the email is that they love getting to know the person because they've read this book and they want to get to know you. So I've had people say little things about, oh, I, I love hearing about your kid. I love hearing what they're up to. I love that I get, you know, know a little about your travels. So um, that's one thing that I, I keep hearing is people love it when you, they can see you as a more authentic and complete uh, human being in those email newsletters in addition to whatever else you're doing. Um, so don't be, don't be afraid to share. I love that, Ben. Thank you so much. Uh, so as far as social media goes, where are the best places for our listeners to find out more about you and Shepard, Ben? Uh, so social media. So yeah, we have Twitter and Facebook up. Uh, we've got some posts there. So it would be Twitter. I'm at Twitter and BWB. Um, and then Shepard is uh Shepherd under bar books um, and so on. Yeah. All Otherwise, right. Shepard.com. <laughs> and we'll get all of those in the show notes so that you can stay connected to Ben and what he's up to at Shepard. And I would encourage you to subscribe to the newsletter. That way you'll get to hear about all the feature updates that Ben and the team are working on. As always, if I can be of any help to you with your book marketing, I'd encourage you to reach out to me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com, and I'd love to hear from you in my email. Thanks so much, and have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of REACH resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks. 